Alright, folks, coming to you live. You know the drill by now. If you don't, Lord, should you Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. However you're listening, we don't care. We just want you listening. And we thank you for being a part of the brilliantly dumb show. I'm Big Game Bob on the mic. Behind the glass, you're looking at Grace Ibrahim coming off a monster, monster debut for episode 16. Boy, did Grace Ibrahim just set the world on fire with that debut. She came out of nowhere. We tried to tell you she's real. She's live. She's behind the glass. Every single week. Wow. Hell of a job there, Grace. I'm going to take it away this episode, episode 17. What do you say we jump into our sports segment? Before I do so, let me remind you that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by none other than Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it, do whatever you want to it. I put that shit on everything. Literally everything. Right into our sports segment we go. No comedy involved with this one. I want to talk Vontae's perfect, if that's how you pronounce it. Linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. Um, he's been suspended after yesterday he had a targeted targeting penalty on him in a game against the Colts where he went to a head-on-head collision with an Indianapolis Colts tight end. And, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, this guy should be banned from football in general. So he's been banned for the 2019 year with this hit. Now, usually a personal foul penalty, helmet-to-helmet results, and maybe a fine. You're looking at a 15-yard penalty, and that's usually it. But this guy is a repeated customer of this. He is... This guy is going to get somebody killed on the football field. I mean, I've never seen a guy go in for a hit. You know, usually the, the, the game... Is so intense, it's so fast, and it just it moves right along. It's tough when you're going full momentum to keep in mind to lower the helmet and do a proper tackle. This guy doesn't give a shit. This guy's coming for blood. This guy's trying to rip people's necks off. Did you see that hit yesterday? I'm gonna give you this guy's rap sheet since he's been in the NFL fines wise. I, I mean, how this guy, yeah, he's suspended for the 2019 year, as he should be. And I'm glad Goodell came in hard on this guy. He's going to get somebody killed. And, and as he was leaving the field, rather than feel bad about the fact that there's a guy completely concussed lying on the grass, he's running into the locker room blowing kisses and waving and smiling like he's Prince Harry walking into some sort of ceremony. The guy, he was sickening. October 2018, he was fined $112,000 for a hit to the head against Pittsburgh's Antonio Brown and James Conner, not just one person. March 2018, suspended four games for violating the league's PED policy, forfeiting $1,839,000. October 2017, fined $12,000 for kicking Pittsburgh's Roosevelt Knicks in the head. In the head, okay? August 2017, suspended three games for hit on a defenseless receiver, first Kansas City, forfeiting $1,400,000. 
Meanwhile, my accountant from Wells Fargo was freaking out about me spending $30 a day on omelets. You imagine Vontae's Burfecht's accountant right now? His banker, whoever it may be, just dishing out $1 million every Sunday because this guy can't contain himself from lowering his shoulder into people's foreheads. November 2016, fined $12,000 for unsportsmanlike conduct against Buffalo, where he made a gesture towards his private parts. Now, I would have worded it a little differently than the New York Post here did. October 2016, fined $75,000 for stepping on New England's LeGarrette Blunt's leg. So he's coming for necks, he's coming for heads, foreheads, legs. Holy shit, if this guy, if Vontae's Perfects has a kid, I would suspend the kid already. I would just, I would just find the kid, he's two years old, I would find him. Just suspend him from NFL football, to permanently ban him. It's not the kid's fault. Little does he know, his dad's diving into his college savings because he can't keep his shit together. This guy is going to get somebody killed. January 2016. Suspended three games for excessive hit to a defenseless receiver. That's half a mil right there. December 2015, $69,000 for a combination of unsportsmanlike conduct plays against Pittsburgh. Also threw a water cooler onto the field. So when he's not a middle linebacker, he turns into Bob Knight. He's throwing chairs, water coolers. I mean, this is just... I, I could keep going. There, there, there's more and more and more. But the but somebody's got to put a stop to this. He's out of control. Hell, I, I mean, I'm staying steer that guy. Steer clear. If you try and get me to run an inside slant into a game that Fonte's perfect is playing, consider again. I'll stick with the out route. If you're going to miss me, miss out of bounds. He'll still probably lower his shoulder and put you into the fifth row. This guy's a nut. He should be banned from football permanently. I've never seen a a player out there that is intentionally going to blow people's heads off. It's hard to watch. It really is. Sorry, Grace, I'm fired up. Another thing I'm fired up about, football Sunday, I, I look forward to football Sundays more than you can imagine. Saturday night, I'm a kid on Christmas Eve. Sunday morning, I'm a kid on Christmas Day. There's just nothing else like it. I appreciate the game so much. I love the game. It is so much fun. There is is nothing more I enjoy doing besides probably going to Chick-fil-A than rolling on into one of my friends' house on a Sunday and being prepared just for eight hours of football and doing nothing but checking fantasy scores and whatnot. It's a beautiful thing. Chaos struck at Joey Coldcut's apartment yesterday. We have a very select few when it comes to watching games on Football Sunday. And that's the way that it should be. Because on, a, on a Football Sunday, you have to be around the right people that are locked into the game, that know their stuff, that know when to order the pizza. Okay, it's a timing thing. That pizza should be arriving right at halftime. Chow down, chow down on it right back to the third quarter. You know, just stuff like that. We have one guy ordering the pizza. One guy. We're very selective on the Sunday football crew. And I think a lot of guys are. Guys and girls are. 
as they should be. One of our buddies yesterday is coming over. He's coming over to watch the game. He's going to show up at halftime. He comes in and he brought a girl with him, which is okay. I mean, look, it's, it's, we're okay with that, but she's got to know the game a little bit. This chick walked into the apartment like she owned the place. I've never seen anything like it on a football Sunday. We were flabbergasted. She couldn't contain herself. They had just come from bottomless mimosas. Okay, so we didn't know. We had no idea who she was. We had no idea she was coming. Her friend goes, oh, yeah, we met on Bumble. I said, Zach, football Sunday is my Christmas. Okay, he goes, it's mine too. I go, oh, yeah, maybe so. Do you bring a girl that you just met on Bumble to, to Christmas morning? Is that what you do? This girl was a mess. She was wasted. She was yelling nonsense. She walked in the doors. She didn't even come through the door. She just blew the fucking wall open like she was the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, who the fuck are you? She comes walking in. Who's got the white claws? She was from Boston. What already just puts me at ease, you know, doesn't put me at ease. From Boston. Who's got the white claws? Doesn't even bother to take her shoes off, just scratching up the carpet. Just blew through the wall. I've never seen someone walk into an apartment they've never been into come in so hot. It's like she had been coming there for 15 years. I've never seen anything like it. And, I, you know, I, can, I, I, I contain myself. I just say, okay, I'll just save this later for the pod and keep my mouth shut. Joey Coldcuts, dear friend of the pod, couldn't do it. She came bulging in with that white claw comment. His eyes just pop wide open. He goes, who the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, boy, we could be in some trouble here. Just totally ruined the vibe of our football Sunday. So for our buddy Zach, we, as a committee... At the end of the games, before the Sunday night game, we decided he's going to get a one-week ban, a one-week suspension. That cannot happen. Now, if she had come in and was polite and, and, and watched the game, enjoyed the games, no problem. And he knew. That's what I respected and tipped my cap for. He knew he dropped the ball. Speaking of dropped the ball, I just dropped my fucking phone, and the thing looks to be cracked. Grace, did the new iPhone come out yet? You guys had to hear that. That does, that does not look good. Anywho, moving on. Well, before we move on, just be careful on who you bring Football Sunday to. To be a very selective few. Moving on. Grace, you know what's like a new thing in America nowadays? When you go out to eat, I don't know if you noticed it. You should have by now. I'm definitely, without a doubt, going to butcher the name. I, I, I don't know how it's pronounced. And I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to roll through with it. I'll butcher it the entire segment. But what is the story with these wine sommeliers now? They're wine experts. They know everything there is to know about anything about wine. It's pretty fascinating, but the thing about these these experts is they just kind of show up at your table in the middle of the meal completely unannounced. They don't introduce themselves. They just jump right into their spiel. Uh, this Cabernet that I'm going to suggest for you while you chow down on your pad tie, a perfect pairing for that. Uh, 
This is a, uh, a grape located on the western slopes of Estonia. These vines actually grow out of volcanic rock, believe it or not. And we're all just kind of like looking at each other like, uh, who are you? You know, where the fuck did you come from? We're, we're 30 minutes into our meal. You're just going to show up in your bow tie and tuxedo and just start talking wine? And I like them. I mean, it's it's pretty fascinating, but I'm lost by the time they get, th- you know, halfway through their segment. He was just getting started. I didn't know the guy's name. Furthermore, the vines have extensive exposure of sun, so they become extremely boisterous and flavorful. When observing the wine, you'll notice it has a golden straw-like appearance and color, and you're going to get an accentuated floral scent with that cab that you got there, Mr. Burger. It's like, what? When tasting the wine, you will encounter extremely high tannins, which will be noticeable mostly on the back left quadrant of your tongue and in your cheeks. I'm sorry. How many quadrants exactly is there to my tongue? And the back left quadrant, if... If I may, the back left quadrant has about a pound full of noodles in it right now. Can I can I just kind of sprinkle that cab on top of the on top of the noodles in the back left quadrant or does that quadrant need to be completely cleared out for the cab there, sir? And they got an answer for everything. But he just he just keeps going. I mean, I even wrote down some of the things that he said while he's talking to me. Tasty notes should include a faint distinction of celery and fennel. I would say as well as an element of honey due to the sweetness. It's like, okay, now this is getting pretty out of control. This is absurd. This is at a Pad Thai restaurant. It's not at a steakhouse. The wine consists of a citrus-based flavor, which is predominant of Granny Smith apples. Oh, great. So you just squeeze this thing out of couple fucking apples down at the local's farmer market. I, I am so lost right now, sir. But do tell. I'm ready for some more. If you look at the vintage provided here, you will learn to find that the person who cultivated the grapes for this wine, otherwise known as the Vignorin, was on a low-carb diet at the time, which helped contribute to an excessive energy level. Better tended vines, making this wine a guaranteed choice, if I do say so myself. That's, that's my favorite part of their whole spiel. Is at the end, they always end with a, if I do say so myself. And after the whole bit, I was kind of just, I was considering as a joke, just being like, yeah, you know what? Uh, We'll just, uh, we'll just take a couple ice waters, if you don't mind. I'll stick that ice water on a quadrant one of the tongue. I think uh, quadrant one is a little bit parched right now. Can I put some, some ice water on, on top of an egg roll? Is that okay for my palate? I mean, it's bizarre. These guys have come out of nowhere. And then the best part about it is, they just leave. You don't see them again the rest of the night. It's not even like you see them roaming around the, the dining room. They're gone. They, they clocked out. They took their bow tie, their tuxedo, hung it up, and they're out. But then if you ask the table next to you, did you get the wine sommelier guy? Yeah, we got him. That's the rosé we're drinking right now. Say, like, holy shit, what, what, this guy, he's like the guy from Mr. Deeds. He just kind of pops up out of nowhere, makes his spiel, and he's out of there. I drank like four bottles of wine in one sitting with four people. We each just piped a recommended bottle to the face. 
I was like, sir, um, yeah, I, I definitely will give the, the cab a try. Uh, my question for you is, do you recommend me taking a bottle to my face if I'm looking to get absolutely shit-faced drunk tonight? Is there something that I can, that I can pair with the ambition to getting shit-faced tonight? Sir, I got just the right thing for you. Take this bottle of wine right here. Let that sucker splash right on down through your esophagus. And let it just melt right down. Next thing you know, you'll be buzzing here. Thank you for coming to the local Pad Thai market. We will see you next week. These guys just come out of fucking nowhere. It's like the whole avocado trend in America. You know, as a sommelier, I'm sure they were doing this in Paris and something since like the 1950s for all I know. But shit, I, I, I haven't seen them till recently. It's like avocados. I feel like avocados really became big in like 2016. Before 2016, you didn't really hear of avocados. I always have in my mind that there's just one farmer in Mexico dishing out avocados to everybody. I don't think there's other sources for avocado. I just have it in my mind that there's just one single farmer. He's just got like his, his, his close family helping him out pump out these avocados. Friends, brothers, nieces, nephews, they're all just on one farm providing the entire world avocados. Somebody finally shows up in 2016 like, Jefe, los gringos necesitan más avocado. Yo no tengo. It's like, fuck, these guys are really enjoying these avocados. We don't know what the fuck to do. We need like a thousand more farmers here. Every week now, before, they just used to ship like 20 avocados to the United States. They would even just send them through FedEx. They just headed over to their local Mexico FedEx and shipped them over. 20 different packages. Now they're just distributing thousands of these things. There's avocados coming in left and right. We're obsessed. And now we're on the sommelier train. These guys are something special. It's a, it's, a, it's a different experience. You can't just go out to dinner just to go out to dinner anymore. You got to have some type of gimmick, some type of guy dishing you a spiel. What a fucking wine we were drinking. Wines we were drinking. Four bottles of these things. Pairing them with egg rolls and all types of shit. Holy. Moving on. Grace, I, I got a video that I put out that's making its way around the internet now. One may call it viral. It, it, it's of me pulling into Chick-fil-A for the sixth time in one week. Maybe even more, to be honest with you. At this point, I, I lost track. And I just found out they had breakfast. Like, I, I, I had heard of it. I've heard that they had breakfast. But nobody's ever sat down and kind of walked me through it, their breakfast. So finally, I gave it a go. I can't stop going. I, I, I mean, it is the amount of money, Grace, I have spent at Chick-fil-A in the past month is preposterous. And I know there is no doubt in my mind that I'm in to gain an easy 20 pounds in a month. And I've totally come to terms with it. I've already scheduled out my plan of how I'm going to lose it. And, and I'm totally okay with it. That's how good the sandwiches are. And basically, I discovered that they had the breakfast. I was blown away. I was knee-deep into, like, three chicken, like, biscuit sandwiches that they do. They're so good. 
But the lines get so big at Chick-fil-A that they don't even wait for you to get to the intercom. They have workers there that are there with iPads. As I've mentioned numerous times before, the hands-down best customer service I've ever seen every single time. And I'm pulling in all the time. And there's this worker there. His name is Daryl. This big black guy who is hilarious. Just the nicest guy. He's one of the workers there. But I'm getting sick of seeing him because it's embarrassing how much I'm there. I'm there all the time. So they know my car now. It's just, it's at the point where I enjoy the banter with them so much. It's hilarious. But at the same time, it's just embarrassing. It's like, shit, right when he sees that Honda pull in, he just like flails his his arms up in the air. Shit, I know that Honda right there. There go Bob again. Come on down, Bob. I've told him my name is Rob like 50 times. He doesn't care. He just calls me Bob. Shit, Bob, they, they they got you hit. You got hit with the Chick-fil-A bug, Bob. I could have sworn I saw you last night, too. I seen you Monday, Friday. I saw you Saturday. I even saw you Sunday, too. Bob, we ain't even open on Sunday. I'm like, Daryl, I don't know what to tell you. I can't stop. I'm going to gain 20 pounds. I, I, it's, it's too fucking good. I hear they got an app, Daryl. Should I? Do you recommend I download the app for the rewards? Boys, he goes, shit. I mean, you could. But you finna own your own Chick-fil-A at the mountain you spending. Boy, they got you here with the bug. Bad, Bob. Shit. What we getting you today, though, Bob? I was like, Daryl, I'll do it number one. Uh, we're going to do that large. Hi, right, Bob. We going to do Chick-fil-A sauce with that? Yeah, can we do two? I can do three if you want. You just say the word, Bob. I'll put in three for you. Hey, you know what, Daryl? Let's do uh, three Chick-fil-A sauces. And, uh, yeah, we'll do, a, uh, we'll do a Coke with that. And uh, that does it for today. All right, Bob, I'll see you tomorrow. Shit. You finna just head through this drive-thru right there? It's basically your home now. All right, Daryl, I'll see you tomorrow, brother. My guy, Daryl, I'm gonna take a picture with the guy. It's fucking hilarious. Every time he sees me, it's humiliating. The amount of times my Honda has rolled through that drive-thru now, my lord. But get a look at this video. It's on the Instagram, and it's just raw emotion. I really find out how good the breakfast is, and thank God I just had the camera rolling. But me and Daryl will be coming to you live from Chick-fil-A tomorrow, too. In the meantime, moving on. My, oh, my, Grace Abraham, it looks to be that time. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever foreign object you have in front of you, go ahead and clang it and bang it as we ask Miss Grace Ibrahim for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ask Bob segment week after week after week. I have you find folks listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show file in your questions for the Ask Bob segment. What are we going to discuss? What are we going to talk about? What do we want to know? Submit the questions to the Ask Bob segment. Leading us off in the Ask Bob segment, we're getting Sarah Hofsetter, Buffalo, New York. Bob, whoa, Hofsetter's all over the place with the grammar here. Bob, do you ever see yourself coming back to New York or New Jersey, if not yet so, the East Coast? Offset, you're all... <laughs> Holy shit, you're all over the place there. Um, good question, though. I, You know, I, I, don't, I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. I could see New York or New Jersey in, in the future, not the near future. I'm happy here. L.A.'s the place to be. I got news for you. 
Even sports-wise, you got the Lakers, Clippers, Dodgers. Rams are 3-1 and one now. Chargers always have a shot. I mean, L.A. is just the place to be. Good group of friends. Except when they bring girls from Bumble to NFL Football Sunday. But, um, you know, everybody with L.A. thinks that traffic is the issue. I don't think it's the traffic. I think it's the parking. Traffic's not that bad. It's not great. You go to your local pizza shop and try and find parking. It's like trying to park in Yankee Stadium. There's guys with batons out there trying to reel you into their parking lot for $10 an hour. I mean, it's just, it's absolute chaos. You ever try parking at one of those meters, which is the best shot you have at parking? That's the best shot you got. The meter signage is a disaster. I don't know, I don't know who's doing the signage for these things. I saw one the other day. It was like two-hour parking from 7.15 a.m. To 9.48 a.m. Unless it's the second Sunday of the month or two days after Memorial Day. It's like, all right, uh, you got to actually like step out of your car, take out your, your calendar and your phone. It's like, all right, well, it's Christmas time, so that's not close to Memorial Day. It's the third Sunday of the month, so I'm in the clear here. Okay, I should be go. Let me go ahead and pay $15 a minute now for parking. Like, can we clear up the signage a little bit? I saw one. It was like four-hour parking from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's like, uh, sir, just want to let you know 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. would be three hours. So does that mean do I get the 6 to 10 p.m. as a, a grace period since you put four hours? Or I like even budget per month to expect a couple tickets just because I don't feel like trying to figure out the, the signage. It's like a big algorithm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Four-hour parking from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. During every month but February. Besides that, you're good to go 24-7. Go right on ahead. In New York, it's either just like a green sign, like, yeah, you're good to go, or a big red sign that says, don't fucking park here. It's very direct. I would kind of prefer that. If you park in the don't fucking park here signage, you deserve to get your car fucking towed. It's true. Sorry for all the cursing, Mom and Dad. I know you're probably listening right now. That seemed to be an issue. Uh, the first five episodes, I think I've toned that down a little bit. But the parking, it's not the traffic. It's the parking, folks. Hope that answers your question, Hofsetter. Moving on, next question here for the Ask Bob segment. Coming in hot is Peter Hensworth into the DMs. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go Saints. Thanks, Hemsworth. Bob, give me your top three movies, solely sport movies. Oh, yeah, see, th- these are the types of questions that separate the men from the boys. These are big-time Ask Bob segment questions. That's tough. Top three sports movies. <sighs> I, I, Like, I could give my three, but then somebody's going to say, oh, what about this? And I'm not going to be able to fight it because it's probably a, a movie that deserves to be in the top three. Number one slide is set in stone. I'm going, remember the Titans. That I, I don't got to think about. Two and three is where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give the two slot to sand, the Sandlot. Not going to throw you on an emotional roller coaster, but I mean, one of the best there ever was. I'm going Sandlot two. I'm going Miracle three. Herb Brooks and the boys taking on the Soviets. Miracle on ice. 
I'll take that all day. I like that top three lineup. Hope that answers your question there, Hensworth. Um, again, there, there's some movies that people are going to say, what about this? What about Rightfully so. I can't, I can't argue that. There's some great sports movies out there. But remember the Titans, Sandlot, and Miracle. Phenomenal question there, Hensworth. All right, folks. Well, I think that wraps it up for episode 17. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope it got you through whatever work commute you got going. Whatever it may be, we thank you for being a part of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We're happy to have you aboard. For Big Bob and Grace Abraham, we will see you next week. Reminder, www.brilliantlydumb.com, friends of the pod gear. If you're a friend of the pod, let it be known. Friend of the pod shirts, the whole nine yards. Let's keep this train on rolling. We'll see you next week come episode 18. We're cruising right along here. Thanks, folks. Have a good week. We will see you shortly. Bye-bye now.